So hi, Ben. Hey, Figs. So nice of you to come on my show today. Oh, it's good to be here. Yeah. Well, so, so I know we talked a little bit before we like hit the record button about what the show is all about. And so you're actually going to be my second ever guest on this Who Are You In Love interview series. And, you know, I, I really, I really think it's brilliant that you're open, you know, and especially as a guy, right? Because we as guys get a, ba a bad rap, I think, for not being willing to talk about our feelings and emotions and not like conversations about love. So the fact that you're even willing to come on and talk to me about this, you know, big undefined question, who is Ben Reeves in love is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've even got some butterflies you uh, using those words there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's pretty dramatic, right? Like, who is Ben Reeves? <laughs> just even uh, being able to name that right that the first thing that comes up is is kind of the painful moments like like you go like if I'm understanding it correctly you kind of go through a catalog of your past relationships and feel like all that oh there's that one ow and then yeah yeah for sure and it's it's interesting it's kind of a, a marriage of i mean i have this image of a trail of wreckage behind me you know and being this boat moving you know yeah. perhaps beneath the moon or something right but then i also have this beautiful sky that's a you know in the uh, perhaps so it's like yeah. dark and light right well of course well i think that's again that's where i kind of got excited about this question who are you in love because it does call on the dark and the light right yeah yeah right it brings up the most painful moments and also the most beautiful moments the most beautiful connected moments so yeah. so, so let me just like you know I, if you're cool with it we might touch on some of the painful moments but we don't have to sure right? but let's start with the lovely moments and, be, and before we do let me just say like you know, you and I met, like, you know, for the listeners, you know, you and I lived at Esalen at the same time back in 2003, 2004. And you were like, you're like an old timer for me. You were probably there like six <laughs> something before me, right? And I just remember you as being such a, like a shining light of positivity, of creativity, of just outright friendliness and warmth and you were just such a beautiful person outside and in and I really kind of was inspired by your energy and your way of being in the world oh thanks figs 
Yeah, well, like, so, well, of course, I just want to be totally honest with you. I like, I just never saw you be grumpy. And I was like, you know, I'd get up wow. in the morning and be go like, <laughs> really? I got to like cook all this food right now? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I just never saw you be anything but like, dude, look what I just made with the beets. <laughs> I just made art, man, from roasting oh. beets. Yeah, those were the days. Beat Nick Ben. Yep. Yeah, beat yeah. Nick Ben. Well, so look, anyway, so I'm excited <laughs> just to kind of feel some of that and our listeners to get some of that, like just curiosity and positivity and just outright fun that you bring. You're just a really lovely person to be around. Thanks, Figs. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, it's true. <laughs> and so, you know, so just. And I am excited, to be honest, is also maybe, you know, see if we can bring out some of that positive part, but also just to hear a little bit of your internal process. Like, I want to like, like, really? You're like happy and positive <laughs> fun all the time? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not, not all the time, right? Who's pos- positive and happy all the time, right? Those people scare me. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Well, it's amazing uh, the uh, perhaps the disparity or incongruity at times of what I'm presenting to the world and perhaps how I feel inside and uh, and whether and and what degree the degree to which I'm aware of that um, incongruity. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah, there's a, sometimes there's a difference between what you're feeling on the inside and what you may present as on the outside. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, we're all doing that to some degree, right? Right. Now, so, so let me ask you, so here's the first thing, right? You know, I really wanted the listeners to know just how much I admired you. So I hope you don't mind me embarrassing you. Like, I feel a little uh, embarrassed, but wow, I feel okay. warm and fuzzy. Too. Good. It's just so oh, wonderful to hear your voice. You're just oh, such thanks. an amazing, amazing being. So it's great oh. to be here. Well, that's very sweet. <laughs> So, so here's the thing. So first question I have for you, right, is like, is there a time or a memory that really stands out for you in your life that you felt really loved or in love or like some moment that's like, that's what love is. That's it. There's an image or a place that captures it for you. Right. I think uh, that's a great question. I think for me, it's in a lot of ways, it's very fleeting. And um, uh, it's interesting because I just see, I know it's sad to say, but I see a lot of failure. Right. And wow. um, uh, I know we've talked about this word, yeah. the wound, you know, I mean, yes. there's a lot of talk about the wound and and the blessings of the wounds of love, you know, I mean, anyone can go read Hafiz or Rumi or, um, you know, anything to find out about that. Um, I think, um, yeah, it's hard for me to think of a moment where I I think I first fell in love, like truly fell in love when I was about 12 years old. Yeah. Um, and, but most of it took place in my imagination. Uh, Uh, 
and I would send this this girl letters mm-hmm. um, that I, that would take me hours to compose. And um, <laughs> this is so we, sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we we went to the movies once. Um, we went and saw a Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Um, oh, jeez! And uh, we yeah. held hands the yeah. whole time, and we didn't even kiss. Um, she she wished I would have kissed her. That was yeah. my big big my big fuck up. Sorry to say, you know, <laughs> right? My big mess up of that particular yeah. was not kissing her, and. Um, she broke up with me uh, because mm. I didn't kiss kiss her. Ouch! So, <laughs> first heartbreak. Yeah, that was my first heartbreak. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, gosh, I'm 38 years old now, and I feel like for the first time I'm coming into who I really am. And I think maybe I'm a late bloomer. Uh, you know, I don't know what that means, but man, I've just messed up along the way a lot. Yeah. So well. Well, look, again, Ben, I really appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, and it also is painful a little to hear you, you know, you know, I just think about the way you've touched me and like I've seen you touch other people so positively in your life that in order to get to a place where like there was quote unquote, you know, fuck ups as you're putting it um, and look, you know. Uh, you don't need to encourage me as an Irishman to curse, right? So, <laughs> so don't worry about that, right? But so, yeah, so right. like, mm-hmm. but I know like there are those moments prior to there even being an opportunity for it to be, you know, effed up, right? That there must have been some moment of feeling connected. So moment where right. like this is it. And it doesn't even have to be with a romantic partner. Like, you know, in my, um, you know, like I, this article I wrote, you know, and I referenced it in the last interview where I talk about my mom putting after sun lotion on my back and just sitting at the feet of my mom, kind of just lying down and just like totally surrendering to just being cared for and feeling safe. Uh, and I always like, it's probably not particularly, you know, exciting idea of love, but that's kind of a, that's what it means for me that I'm just, I'm here with someone I feel cared for. I feel held. I feel safe in our connection. And it's just an out breath, right? Uh, that's right. it. That's it. So, yeah. You're okay. Like, look, I, I right. it's brilliant that you're you're chomping at the bit to get to like yeah. to get to like all the mistakes I made, right? But yeah, but you know, it's hard. Like, given the way you connect with people, like I've seen it. I've seen it in your eyes. I've seen you make people feel so good. I've seen you've made me feel so good in your company. Oh, yeah, right? like. Where does that come from? Where did you get that? Who did you see in your life shine like that and be so curious and connect with you and you saw it mirrored back to you? Yeah. Oh, man. These questions. Uh, it's a good one. Um, I mean, I think for me, it would go, go to my mom. Um, yeah. She's you know, an amazing light in this world. She was born in Japan um, as a missionary mm. and uh, she didn't come to America till she was 14 or 15. Right. And um, so, uh, and she was a, you know, a, a Caucasian uh, mm. missionary girl in, in Tokyo. Um, and her father uh, was an orphan from India. So my grandfather's uh, 
an orphan from India, an Indian man, native wow. Indian. Uh-huh. And um, anyway, he, uh, he died very young, um, died tragically um, mm. when he was in his 30s. Um, right. And uh, so I never got to meet him. But um, I think uh, my mother carried his light uh, forward. And um, she certainly, I was the firstborn. So, yeah. you know, I received all of that. And uh, the word Ben, uh, Benjamin means son of my right hand oh, yeah. um, in, he, in Hebrew. So I was kind of the firstborn. And I received that love, that light um, from an amazing woman, yeah. um, my mother. Uh, Beautiful. And so, so just slow down here just a sec, yeah. right? Okay. So right. is there, and you know, I, I totally fine as there's not. And it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the defining image or moment. Right. But when you think about this right now, what right. comes to mind? Some moment of connecting with your mother where you feel like you saw this lie um, transmitted to you, where you recognized it. Like right. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because there isn't really a particular moment, and I'm I'm embarrassed to say that because I want there to be. Um, <laughs> right. I think just all that acknowledgement she gave me uh, right. through the years. Now, yeah, I, I was homeschooled in the woods without electricity from the wow. age of seven to twenty. You yeah. know, some, you know, whatever backwoods homeschooled yeah. kid from uh, Pacific Northwest, right. uh, but. Uh, um, you know, my mother was a big part of my life because I didn't have as much community, perhaps, as right. some kids who went to regular school. Uh, I did have friends, and you know, I wasn't a weird kid. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as a moment goes, um, gosh, yeah, there uh, there isn't really a particular one. I mean, um, oh man. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. When you feel most co- most connected to someone, yeah. what does it feel like inside? When you feel whatever that means to be like, okay, we are really connected right. to each other. This feels good. There's no problems. I could stay in this place forever. What's it like for you, if you were to describe that? Experience? Yeah. Um, well, that, that separateness that we, that I feel melts away and I realize that we are one mm. and, um, time just completely stands still and I feel inspired. I feel, um, blissful and I feel an expansiveness. It's like the possibilities are opening. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like when you're sitting around a campfire on the coast and, um, you know, maybe you're drinking whiskey or you're drinking something nice, yeah. a glass of wine or, yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, maybe there's somebody playing music. Um, I always have this image of a gypsy playing music and just yeah. pouring their soul out. Um, you right. know, and, um, perhaps there's two gypsies, you know, and that's how yeah. I feel. Right. Um, uh, and there's this recognition, um, of our humanness and, right. um, yeah, uh, I think that's, that's it. It's hard to put into words. No, that's beautiful. I love that. And I love what you said. It's just this like, you know, the separation between us is just seems like it's disappeared. Like we feel like we're one and we're just here and enjoying like sensual pleasures, like, you know, wine or whiskey and song. And our, we're sitting on the beach, right? We can feel the sand and the ocean waves and right. Like it's a very rich image, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. So this is, this, I know like, 
So that's, you know, to have such a, like a access to, you know, a longing for oneness, that level of connection with someone where you're just in the moment with them, you know, is, is like, is lovely to hear. And I know you're a musician and, you know, you're an awesome singer songwriter. I think, are you still singing, doing singer songwriter stuff? I am. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Great. Awesome. Great. So, so, so those moments where it's not like that. So when you've been in a relationship right. and that longed for we're one and I'm feeling the inspiration of our connection and we're just, there's nowhere else we need to be other than this on this beach, like two gypsies with our guitars and singing together with the ocean waves and the background giving the, you know, the, the chorus or whatever it is, right? Um, what's that like for you in those moments where you're really trying to connect with someone or you're in relationship and those magical moments are not present? Yeah, I think, well, it's, I think that's the most painful part. And yeah. um, I, I don't have very much of an ability to turn away from that. I, I don't know where that came from. Uh, perhaps it's just uh, cultivating that uh, presence and facing, you know, facing it. Of course, I see it. I see uh, the moments I do turn away, you know. Okay, so slow down um, just for a sec, just to okay. make sure I understand you what you it. mean, right? When you say from that, I, I, I'm not very good at not turning away from that. What's the that? Right. Uh, so, uh, so, you know, let's say that I'm not connecting to this person that I'm with, uh, yeah. you know, in relationship with, yeah. and that's a fact that we can both feel it. You know, we, right. we both know it on some deep level. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm in front of that. It's like a black sky, you know, um, mm. that's the rain clouds are gathering. The storm right. is gathering and there's this black sky and there's a part of me that wishes, you know, it was a crystal clear blue sky. Sure. And, um, that's actually where the su the suffering comes from that um you know the resistance to what is not or to totally to um so uh well, however well, just, even just, just facing down. that sky yeah 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 so just again okay. just All because right. you know this is one of the problems with me like where i grew up like you grew up in yeah. the woods right running around right. With, you know bow and arrows and homeschooled and like you know <laughs> In the Pacific Northwest, you have to remember. I grew up just eating potatoes in Ireland, so I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little slow. Yeah, right. So I'm a little slow. So let me just like so. So if I get it right, there's this really clear image of what connection mm -hmm. means, like in terms of this oneness I feel, and it's inspiring. Mm -hmm. And then when it's not here, when I'm not feeling it in my relationship, it can feel like there's this dark black sky that I'm under and I know it and the other person knows it and I'm just living in that gap between like what I long for and the reality of like where our relationship is right now and that's that painful place for you that's exactly right yeah and and then it brings up that question of how can I how can I be present to this black sky? Right. How can I fix it? Or how yeah. can I just be with it? And what, totally. what should I run away? Should I walk away? Should I just cut things off? Or yeah. should we try to weather the storm? Right. Well, so, so this interest that you bring, like, you know, so what, 
would you say like, you know, it's interesting you say like, should I run away? Should I cut things off or should I weather the storm? Right. Like, is that what you would tend, let's say when relationships, yeah. you know, have failed. And again, you don't have to answer yeah. any of these questions, right? Sure. Like, but when relationships have failed, would you say that's kind of one of the things that happens that you're like, start to question, should I even try or like run away or? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously there's so many degrees to this yeah. and, um, and of course being in relationship, the, the beauty is going through those storms. I mean, totally. you know, and, and that's one of the most beautiful parts. Um, yeah. and, uh, so I think, um, it's, uh, it's after I've maybe tried, let's say it's been three or four years and yeah. that same storm keeps coming up again and again. And, right. and uh, there's just seems to be some place where we never sit down at the fire and play those guitars. Right. Yeah, so and we've were... tried every fix, you know? Right. Um, and that's because, I mean, I've been in a lot of long relationships. I've been in one for five years, one for nine years, one for three years, one for yeah. two years. I'm kind of a you know serial monogamist, which I, I hate that word. Right. Um, but uh, I'm certainly not the type who runs away. <laughs> yeah. No, um, well, obviously, like, yeah. it's a lot of yeah. really long-term committed relationships of really yeah. working to make it work, and like like going into those stormy places and trying to find a way back to each other. Back to yes, the- that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, but let me add, like, just because I, I, you know, I I have this belief that everybody, no matter how brilliant and enlightened they are in matters of love, have moments when they're disconnected that they can have kind of like go-to judgments of their partner. Like, like, I don't know if this isn't a like overall narrative of who your partner is, but in a moment when you feel most disconnected, do you have a sense of what one or more of your kind of go-to judgments are of, of your partner that you're, you know, the person you're in a relationship sure. with? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Are you, uh, are you asking what those can be? Or are you just, yeah. you're just making that comment? Oh no, like you want, what would yours be? Like what would be your... Right, kind of- well, they're different. They're different with every person, right? right? Um, and usually, I mean, I think it was Goethe who said, uh, we can only see or recognize something that at least in some degree is inside of ourselves. Right. Um, and, and so usually uh, those go-to judgments or... Yeah. Um, I have just as much, if not more to do about me and my, my process. Um, absolutely. And where am I failing myself Yeah, in my relationship to myself? Right. So you, yeah, you really take a lot on yourself. Like I must be failing if this isn't working out. Right. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Um, uh, maybe uh, maybe I can just share one Please. one re- recent failure, um, and I can just encapsulate it because I think I know a lot of my friends can, can relate to it. Uh, but I was uh, with somebody for you know we were together for maybe a few maybe three months, mm-hmm. and um, 
we went traveling overseas and um, we took some beautiful pictures together and, uh, and she decided to post uh, one of our pictures together on Facebook um, and, you know, tag me and tag yeah. her. And yeah. we actually didn't, we didn't have any pictures on Facebook yet uh, ah, because we right. uh, just hadn't gone there yet. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I just hadn't been quite ready for that yet. I'd kind of yeah. come out of a really serious relationship before meeting her. And mm-hmm. I just, well, anyway, I, uh, I told her, I said, uh, you know, I'm just not ready. Can you take, can you please take down this picture, this beautiful picture you've posted of us? And, um, and so she did, but it just, she just cried and, um, mm. and, and things were never the same ever again mm. between us. Um, wow. and, uh, now I see that I really let her down and I let myself down in that moment. Um, uh, because I, yeah. I, I was proud of her, but I, and proud of being with her, but I didn't show her that. And, right. um, and it, I mean, who, who knows what really happens inside of another? Cause I can't say, but sure. I felt like her heart kind of broke a little bit right. and, and things were never the same. Um, right. and, uh, uh, so I don't know why I bring that up. Well, no, say, I mean, that's a really uh, painful moment. And again, look, I, I so appreciate yeah. your, your willingness to take responsibility and look at it from, you know, the other person's perspective and how it could have landed that when I told them to take down the photo, they could have felt really not like they, like you weren't proud of them or you weren't, yeah. I, this is my word. You can correct me, please. If I'm wrong, sure. they could have felt not fully chosen. Yes. And that could really have hurt. Right. But, it, but I do yeah. want to, if I could stop you just for a yeah. second, right. But at the same time, so yeah, it's brilliant that you understand the impact you had on this person. Right. And that you're yeah. actually able to take some responsibility then and go like, Oh yeah, maybe like, you know, that's how they felt. They could have felt not chosen. They could have been heartbroken. Right. And feel bad about it. But on the other side though, it's not like what you're describing though. It's not like you are being, malicious right it was actually right. like you know i was my heart is wasn't in a place if i speak as you i'm just trying to feel into it and you can yeah. correct me if i'm wrong right my heart is not in a place right now that i can be out in the world like that and so i'm just feeling it's a little overwhelming to see the picture online like and like i just need to it to come down right now and right. that's like an understandable like there's not even though that's the impact it had, yeah, it certainly makes sense to me that you could have felt that way, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I wasn't aware of it. And uh, I learned when, a lot from that. When you uh, say you weren't aware of it, again, yeah. what's the it? I wasn't aware of... Yeah, I guess I... I, I wasn't aware... Um, of that boundary until it happened. And there's a part of me that regrets that uh, because it hurt her so badly. And I'm sorry, um, again, when you say that boundary, what's the boundary? If you were Um, to put words to... Right. Um, The boundary, uh, it was like we were crossing a new boundary by something as silly as posting a photo with our tags, with our tagged names. And for for all of our friends and family to see, and I wasn't ready to cross that boundary and I didn't know it. 
and right um and it created an injury between the two of you mm -hmm. yeah right. that was irreversible um now of oh, course one could pain. say yeah i mean and it, maybe it was bound to happen in some way you know if it wasn't that it was going to be right. another thing um but it's these moments figs that are recorded in my soul or in my mm. my being and i'll always remember them and i really honor her yeah uh, for giving me that gift and right. Uh, right. I'm one with her pain in some way in that moment, that experience. Totally. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense. No, but it totally does. I, but let me, but okay. let me see just again, just the way I frame it, if I'm getting what you're saying yeah. is you inside, like deep inside you were not feeling fully available. You'd still had a, you know, recovering from a past long-term relationship and so when you saw the picture online, it was a little overwhelming. You asked her to take it down. That left her in a place where she didn't feel chosen. It was heartbreaking. She was crying. And, and then it felt like you guys were not able to repair that rupture to your emotional connection, that, that sense of not being chosen. And you like, had hurt her feelings, just was never able to get better. Yeah, I think I think we were together another year or so, but it yeah. never was the same. And I can right. trace it back to that moment, Figs. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, anyway. yeah, no, I, look, it, it makes perfect sense. I, I mean, if you know, so here's the way I often I often think of it is like, you know, relationships have what's called a honeymoon period where, you know, we get together and we see something in a partner that it goes like, oh, wow, with this one, the way they're looking at me, right, I'm going to feel totally chosen and I'm never going to have to feel my abandoned parts because they are just oh. looking at me like I'm like awesome. And then, of course, the other person could be seen in their partner's eyes. Wow, they're really looking at me like I'm never going to be a failure. They look like I am so enough for them. And that lasts for whether for some people it's a week, for other people it's a year or two years. And then lo and behold, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen, whether it's a picture on Facebook where actually we signed an invisible contract with each other that neither of us actually could ever have carried out. There is no way that our relationship could ever have managed to make sure I didn't feel my unchosen part and be in the pain of feeling abandoned. And if I had the Ben in me, there's no way this relationship was going to succeed in making sure I didn't touch my I'm a failure in love parts. And here we are at the first time it comes up and we both got really devastated and we couldn't make it better, right? Ow! Yeah. It's so tragic. It's so painful. It is. It's so painful. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of the reasons uh, a lot of people choose not to be in relationship for a while, or, or I should say that I choose maybe yeah. at times not to right. be in relationship for a while, because it's bound to happen, as you say, in a way. It is bound to happen. I mean, look, yeah. again, from this attachment, you know, saturated perspective that I see love and relationship and that I help people 
you know, as a, as a couples therapist, you know, it is bound to happen. Right. And I'm always, I'm always, it does really hurt when there wasn't a possibility to repair and see things from a more, you know, systemic view where both of us actually make sense. And like, of course you'd be hurting and not feeling chosen. And of course it must be devastating to feel like you're failing to make your partner happy that they're like crying and they're never able to recover from not feeling chosen when really you're just doing the best you could. Right. It's so tragic. Yeah. One of my favorite things lately that I keep saying to myself is no one said it would be easy to be someone's primary attachment figure. No one said, right? Like, you know, like being someone's, you're the one that I need more than anything else to choose me, or you're the one I need to know that I'm not failing, right? Being on the yeah. other end, being on the other end of that quote unquote projection, it's a normal thing, right. it's a bad thing, right? I know people right. think projection is some negative thing, but being the person on the like receiving end of that, you're that person that needs to choose me or you're that person that needs to not see me as a failure. Like there's a, there's a lot of responsibility. Right? It is. And it's also so hot. <laughs> Uh, I yeah. I, uh, I love that. It is hot. Say more about that when you say it's hot. Well, it's it's interesting because I'm in a pretty new relationship right now, and um, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I guess what I'm <laughs> this is definitely feels pretty vulnerable for me. This 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 area that we're in right now. Yeah. Um, but to, to be chosen and to do it spontaneously, to do it involuntarily, to do it where for both partners to do it without talking to each other really about it, you know, without any deal that takes place is so hot. And Absolutely. it's what I live for. It's just yeah. what I live for. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, look, it is. It's the best, right? Where you meet that other person, you're like, you know, ah, oh, it feels so good. I'm in the oneness. We are the two gypsies on the beach, right? It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, it really is. And I'm so happy for you that you're you're in you're on that beach, right? Or like, you know, you're in that like it is hot. We're connected. <laughs> it's so good. And tell me, so like, what's, it makes sense, but I'd love to hear your words. Like what makes that vulnerable to share? Um, yeah, I think there's that fear of it, uh, you know, of it going yeah. away, of it disappearing. It's, right. it's like that Leonard Cohen song about love itself was gone. Ouch. Um, That's and pretty bleak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wrote it for his guru who died, yeah. right. you know, and, and, um, uh, but, uh, you know, we've all had that, or at least I know I've had those moments where, right. uh, love is no longer between me and somebody, right. you know, and it's, it's gone and it's transformed and there's a loss, there's a grieving. There and, is. uh, so I think, um, but maybe, maybe more of the vulnerability that I'm speaking to is, um, it's so easy to go into the negative about love for me, you know, to, yeah. I mean, the first thing you asked was, 
you know, you asked, asked a question about love and I, I, right. I recall negative things where right. I've messed up and right. yeah, uh, I think there's more vulnerability for me personally. I don't know why it's probably not like this for other people, for some people, I'm not yeah. sure, but there's more vulnerability in celebrating love right. for me than in um, being in the pain of it. You know, I mean, I'm a songwriter. It's you're right. Every songwriter's yeah. best songs come when their heart's broken. And I yeah. can say that it's generally true, Figs. It's true, right. uh, even though I wish it wasn't so. Um, right. At least it's proven to be true in my 38 years on this planet. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, so here. anyway. No, no, that's really important. I, I think that's an important point that can be really missed is that vulnerability can, of course, everybody understands the vulnerability. I shouldn't say everyone, but most people understand the vulnerability of like being in loss or being in grief or being in disconnection from self or other. But letting oneself be in, in aliveness, letting oneself be fully in connection and being present right. and not having an eye on the failures of the past or the potential failures of the future, like, and just being in it and just like, woohoo, this is awesome. And I'm going to celebrate this moment. That's quite a vulnerable thing, right? Like that's a vulnerable thing, right? We're actually, oh, yeah, right. So I love that you're wow. speaking to that. It is not that easy to let oneself be fully in our aliveness and actually not and let our guards down and be vulnerable because, you know, without getting into like you know teaching, right? Like shame, <laughs> right? Shame really biologically, it's just this momentary message that you have to stop paying attention to what you're paying attention to and so when we're like fully in this place of like i'm just really celebrating love we are leaving ourselves open to it being interrupted suddenly right by <gasps> right the failure is about to happen or here i have a memory of how it failed in the past and so it takes it does it takes it's a really courageous courageous path to walk to actually allow yourself to be in that place of celebration and not let it be interrupted by your fear of repeating what has gone before right that's such a good way to put it so but so let me say this to you right like so here's the thing you know from an attachment perspective right you know so i'm i have an opinion right so I believe the rubber meets the road. If anyone, if you really want to make a long-term relationship work, we have to be able to get through the disconnected place, the storms. Yeah. We got to be able to get through the storms, no matter how right. one, at one I feel. And look, when I met Teal, my wife, like we met at Esalen. We met at the lodge in Esalen, right? Oh, yeah. wow. And like, you know, the, the hot tubs and like in, over the ocean and it was literally love and like and lost at first sight and like it was amazing right it was just like yeah ah. and then you know right and every time we hung out in the first months you know was just like i couldn't get over how good it was right we're in the honeymoon period but eventually the storm's going to hit 
the storm's going to hit because I have places inside me that don't feel that lovable. And I really try and protect those parts inside me. And so does my wife. Teal has those places inside her that don't feel that lovable. And if it looks like I'm not there in the ways that make her feel loved and cared for, she's going to hurt, she's going to get scared, and she's going to react in some way. And the way she reacts is going to hurt me because, and then I'm going to get scared and I'm going to react in some way. And then we're both going to be in the place where the sky is turned dark. We're no longer on the beach. The gypsies aren't playing. Right? How we can get through that storm is the most important thing. How do we find our way back to each other? Yeah. Right? So, so this is this, you know, path of your ability to like feel and own your failures is, is awesome, right? It's awesome, right? How do you, how do you navigate those places where you're not in the connected place with, with your partner in the past, right? Cause it sounds like you guys are right now. That's not, you haven't hit that place yet or maybe you never, we haven't. Yeah. Um, it's interesting um, with my uh, with my new partner girlfriend. Yeah. Um, she recently said to me, she said, "I look forward to the times when there is a storm." Right. I look forward to the times when we aren't connecting and to where we need to work through things. Yes. It's like I can't, I can't wait for that with you. And <laughs> I have great. never in my life had a woman tell me that. Um, I'm, and I'm not. Yeah. By saying that, um, it just, uh, I mean, there's so many new things to experience. So I'm certainly yeah. not um, uh, degrading my past relationships. No, I didn't when hear I say like that, that um, at all, Ben. No, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But uh, wow, what profound love. And oh my gosh. It, um, and I guess that, that brings up the question how, because right now I actually do in some way look forward to it because. Right. I wouldn't be alive if, if that storm didn't come. Um, and to have somebody else on the other end saying, I look forward to that with you. Yes. Um, that's, must be a I think that's what I need. That's what I need figs right. to get through it is to have somebody else say, Hey, when we get there, we're going to do this and I've chosen you yes. and baby, this is going to be amazing. Even when yeah. it's not. Even uh, when no. it's not, yeah, we're we're in this together. There will be moments of like, like where the sky is dark, but, but I'm not going away. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here with you through these black skies and storms and yeah. Well, it's interesting too because that's where things get interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that like it's in that. Um, being with, I mean, it's like this, this symbol of, instead of this, yeah, you know, um, which like that, here's the storm that's black, right. here's the, the blue sky that I want. Yes. They're at odds. Yeah. So if I can just say, okay, there's a black sky and I'm, I'm kind of holding hands with it, things get really interesting. Right. Um, yeah. Well, uh, say more when you say they get interesting, like tell me. What? Yeah. Like my partner gets really interesting in her dark places in, in her, where she's more human, where she's more fucked up right. for, or where yeah. I'm more fucked up. Yeah. I'm sorry to use that word. No, I don't mean that. You know what I mean? Well, where she's hurt, her, where she's wounded. Her vulnerability. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's where for me, 
that's where life gets really interesting. And I can say that I'll go to the grave feeling this way. Yeah. And that's just, um, I know it may sound like a platitude in some way, but, um, you know, the Hollywood, uh, you know, beautiful, perfect, everything doesn't interest me that much. Right. Um, it's boring. (laughs) You know, uh, being on friends is boring. Um, being on the show, or or what I mean is being on the show, even the show friends is awesome. It's hilarious. Yes. Um, what I'm trying to say is that having that perfect, uh, everything, you know, totally. Um, yeah. You need me that much. Yeah. Look where we uh, get to, where we get to, if I'm getting it, it's like, like, you know, I, there's an opportunity in the storms to really see all of my, my love and for them to see all of me, right. The, the, the fucked up parts, the vulnerable parts inside of us and to give them a chance to get to know each other. And find find a way that they can they can actually I mean you know they can like you say it gets interesting when they're the parts of us that are now going to have to connect with each other. It's not just we're the two guitar playing gypsies on the beach that connect with each other. Right now it's our it's our fucked up parts that have to find a way to like to be able to love each other and connect with each other. Right and stay in that in that storm with each other. Yeah. And I think I have to say, I don't think I really know how to do that. You know, Um, I, it's an unknown. It's. um, When you say you don't know how to do that, like, but you're more, you've done it in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You must've done it over and over again to be in a relationship that yeah. lasted nine years and mm-hmm. four years. And like you have, you have, you've weathered a whole bunch of storms and come out yeah. the other side feeling more connected after them. Right. Yeah. I feel, I feel so much gratitude for those relationships yeah. and what I've learned. Right. But you must've done it. Like you have in your body, the experience of connected, disconnected, this is terrible, like, you know, we're in the yeah. storm. And then somehow you've, you've repaired them. I know you, your mind yes. can grab the times that did, you didn't repair them and you're hard on yourself about it, which I didn't realize you can be so hard on yourself. I'm, it makes me sad to hear that part, but, you know. Um, and I appreciate your willingness, though, to to be you know in in quiet, like self inquiry. But 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 you actually do know you have experiences of going from connected, disconnected, and finding your way back to connected with someone. You've done it. I do, and I think maybe a better way of putting it when I yeah. say I don't know yeah. is that what I've learned is that the moment I think I know. Yes. How, how, you know, how it's going to be or how right. to, how to untie this Gordian knot of, totally. you know, and, and how this person reacts. And the moment I think I have it all figured out yeah. is the moment I stop listening and, right. um, and maybe I turn away for a moment from what's in front of me, Absolutely. which is this storm and these wounds that are totally. being shared in this sacred dance of love or relationship. Yeah. And, um, that's beautiful. It's it's walking that path of the unknown, you know, going into that dark forest that no one else has gone, uh, and holding hands, doing it with the partner. 
yeah. and going into those scary places together and not knowing where it's going to go, but trusting and having, mm-hmm. having a faith or having, um, just having a, a, a faith in each other. Yeah. Um, for lack of a better word. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm really excited to hear you describe it that way because, you know, another, you know, one of the things I always say is my competency is the enemy to intimacy. And, and for me, especially, right, because here I am, like, quote, unquote, I love relationship that. expert. Come here. If I'm in a fight with my wife, Figs, the relationship expert, has no business being in the conversation, right? Because he, everything, Mister Figs, that knows how to make things better, is he's just gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna make life a lot harder for himself, right? But me, right. the part of me that's wounded and doesn't know what to do and just feels the pain of disconnection and can tolerate sitting in it and not jump up to Mr. Know-it-all, like that's when I have a chance to get back connected to my wife. So I, I just love that you described that. I actually find like, like hugely kind of validating because I'm really, you know, I'm always like, here, come here, stop trying to get to places of competency. Like just be in the raw vulnerability and you don't know what to do and trust if you can sit in that place with another human being defining each other again will look after itself. Did you say defining or finding? Oh, finding. Finding. Finding, oh, finding, finding each other again will look other. after itself. Is that what you- Yes. If you can wow. sit in the pain and the sadness of being disconnected from each other without trying too hard to make it go away. Yeah, and that's that that trying too hard. That's where the real pain comes in. Right. For me, for me, that you know, trying to make things different, wishing the storm wasn't here. Right. That's where most of the suffering comes from. Uh, the storm itself, it, it's not a big deal. Getting a little bit wet, maybe a little bit cold. Yeah. Um, you know. No, it's, it's great. Like, cause, absolutely, because the storm means that the most vulnerable parts of who you are are in the room. And guess what it means? Uh, the room. There's a chance to love them up. Oh, I like that. Right? There's a chance, like, the rest of the time, right? Like, you know, the rest of the time when I'm not in a fight with my wife, I'm like Mr. Mr. Funny Figs, Mr. Oh, I know lots of information <laughs> figs. But... Like, you know, that, those parts of me don't actually need an awful lot of love. But the time when I'm disconnected mm. from my wife and I'm like at risk of being, you know, angry or blaming and I'm actually feeling sad and powerless or ashamed inside, mm. like that's the part of me that needs love. And you know, the only time he shows up is when we're in a storm. The only time there's a chance wow. to give him some love is in the middle of a storm. So, yeah. So, wow. anyway, I'm really excited to hear you talk about, about that, like going to those places and it's great to get wet and, and like just try and be in that not knowing what's going to happen next with each other. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's so, it's so easy to want to control the storm and you can't. It's messy. Right. It's, it's messy and uh, it's, uh, it's got something to teach me. <laughs> absolutely yeah it's part of this sacred dance of love or relationship and it's it's a teacher for for me it's where i learn shit (laughs) 
I, yes, absolutely. It's where, yeah, new information can come in when I'm in that place of openly sitting in the, in the pain or the sadness or the storm, you know? Well, that's, that's really, that's really awesome, Ben. I love the way you frame it and think about love and relationship can see and be curious about your own, you know, your own journey with love and where maybe you wish you could have done things differently. I mean, if you were my client, I would be trying to help you not be so hard on yourself, but, <laughs> you, know, you know, just to be honest, but, um, yeah. And just your willingness, you know, to go to the vulnerable places and to tolerate it, to sit in it and not give up, to try and find your way back to oneness with that person that you love and want to be chosen by and want to be enough with, right? It's really beautiful. Yeah, it's interesting, Figs. You know, I mean, I have a background in a little linguistics, you know, but yeah. um, just you look at the word for for bread in French, it's, yeah. it's spelled, spelled pain, P-A-I-N. Right. And uh, you think about breaking bread, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Joseph Campbell would always say, find where your pain is because that's where your life is. Right. And um, we have the word com companion, and, uh, which in French, compagnon, it, it, it's, it means to share pain with your right. fellow human being, to share life, to break the bread. <sighs> and that's where we get the, the compagna, which is the field, uh, in, uh, right. you know, and, and it's where champagne, champagne comes from. And wow. anyway, if you just look at the linguistics yeah. of the word pain yeah. and bread, um, and anyway, yeah. it's just interesting. No, it's, uh, uh, and that's what this is. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to bring religious metaphors into this conversation, no, but just yeah. relationship, this storm, it's about breaking the bread and drinking the, the blood yeah. of, you know, of this thing called yeah. relationship. <laughs> I, you know, again, very, I love it. I love it. You like it? I'll tell you what comes up for me as you say that. Okay. Look, this thing that I do, like, you know, in my office, you know, helping couples understand why they're getting disconnected with each other, move towards the storm, the vulnerable place, and sit there so that they can find each other and love the most vulnerable parts of each other. That's the breaking of bread right? In your metaphor. That's it. It's like we're like truly being each other's companions, right? But right. it sucks that it like, to, for me, that it has to happen inside the container of psychotherapy. Right. Like, like, come on. Like, this is the most human thing ever. Like, talking to someone about their internal process. I talk to someone about their internal process. I'm doing psychotherapy. That's, that is, that's bullshit. Why in the name of God can two human beings talk to each other about their internal process? Why can't, why, it shouldn't have to be inside a medical model that two people get guidance on their internal emotional process and can be helped to break bread together, to be each other's companions and to drink that champagne, right? Like it's right. So that's what, like, I love what you're saying. Like, come on, there's no need for, for this kind of holding people and guiding people to go to these deeply emotionally enriching experiences that it has to be like in this, like, 
that there's it's a like it's a sickness you only get to do it you reach out to someone who's some kind of part of the medical model it drives me crazy but hey that's you know that's the way it is so is that the kind of thing you're creating with empathy to create that kind of space well i'm trying to broaden for sure i am definitely trying to find a way to get this wisdom that you and i are talking about that it's normal to hurt and love and in fact it's essential and we have to share it with each other we have to break that bread together yeah right i'm trying to get that out to more people and not just people that are going to reach out to psychotherapy that live in somewhere like new york or san francisco or have the money or somehow are blessed not to feel stigma at reaching out to a psychotherapist. There's no reason, there's no reason why they should be limited by location or money or stigma to have access to what is our birthright. To your, you know, right. to your point, this is like the essence right. of who we are, you know, that we, we hurt in love and people need help and guidance. And so, yeah, empathy.com is, is my attempt to get that out there to everybody, not just people that, you know, are willing to access psychotherapy. So, anyway. So, Kamir, really awesome talking to you, you know. That was, that's been great. Yeah, well, look, you know, one of the things that I'm hoping could be somewhat healing, too, is, you know, maybe not, but like just two guys talking about love and relationship, right? I, I didn't think I would do this with you or ever do this on a podcast. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I, I'm really hoping that like, you know, one of the things I'm constantly blown away by, and it's been really healing for me, is when I see couples and men in my office you know, I can believe the story myself about men don't have access to their feelings, their emotional life is dimmed or absent. But when, when I, I'm constantly blown away that I, men give them a chance, give them some space to feel themselves, give them a little bit of room and a little help guiding them into their internal process. Men are pretty friggin' awesome emotionally. They have a lot of depth, like in general, yeah. right? So I just think men have gotten like a bad rap. They give themselves a bad rap. They just probably need a little bit more room. It's a little bit harder for them to touch and feel their emotional parts, but they right. are, they're there. They are there, right? So, so you yes. just being willing to come on and talk about your, your failures and your vulnerability and how vulnerable it is to be in and talk about the connected moments um, and how much love means to you, how much you love the storm and want to go to those places and tolerate it and find your way back to connection with your love. So beautiful. And thank you. It's really meaningful to share, I think, especially as a man, that part of you. It's been so awesome to share this with you, Figs. It's oh, like just to, just to have this conversation. It's just awesome. Well, you, you rock. Keep on, keep on um, healing people, right? You're like as a naturopathic doctor, right? In, in That's Portland. right. Yes. 
So do you want to tell me a little bit before we go? Like, tell me a little bit about you and, and how you work as a healer in the world. Yeah, so I'm a, a naturopathic doctor and basically I'm helping um, my patients to restore uh, normal uh, structure and function in their bodies. Mm. And um, I'm help, I help them to awaken uh, the innate healing uh, mechanism that we all have in our in our bodies hmm. um, it's uh, known as the vital force or the the v's yeah. or vis um, and um, so the body's always trying to to restore order i mean you know you cut your arm or your hand or something and yes. you watch it heal before your own eyes without doing anything well why can't we see that with diabetes why can't we see that with rheumatoid arthritis right. or or um, even um, you know depression or anxiety why right. can't we see um, and it, it kind of plays into the things we've been talking about yeah. today, Figs, of um, sort of retraining our, our approach to these things um, instead of suppressing them, you know, uh, taking an anti-inflammatory for inflammation. Right. Why not be interested in the inflammation? What caused the inflammation? Right. You know, what caused the storm? And, um, and then how can we uh, remove the things that are causing it? And then how yeah. can we awaken the healing force to remove the inflammation forever. Right. So, I love it. That's, that's yeah, great. So, and I do yeah. see the parallels, right? Very much so what we're talking about is how do we, instead of trying to get rid of storms, how do we be <laughs> curious about it, tolerate standing in the middle of it and letting it complete itself. And right. Like it's, I couldn't say it better myself. That's beautiful. No, I, hey, who knew we're doing very similar work? I didn't even, you know, really, right? I just, oh, yeah, on the emotional stuff. Um, and you're doing the whole body. I love that. Wow, the whole organism. That's brilliant. So, come here. Thank you so much. Is there anything Thanks, else you feel before you go, right? or we go, is there anything else that feels really important that feels left out that like, you know, cause again, the name of the show is going to be, you know, Ben Reeves in love. <laughs> like, is there anything that feels important that we haven't touched upon? Like that, who is Ben Reeves in love? I don't think there's really anything. I, I, I think it's powerful to see when I see men expressing their vulnerability yeah. uh, on social media and in film, uh, you know, right. in their books, uh, in person, I have to say uh, it inspires me. And awesome. so uh, we need more, we need more of that. And uh, so thank you for the invitation to, to, to experiment and to try this. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ben. It's really an honor that you would come on and trust me to talk about such a vulnerable topic. So I really, I really, I really feel honored that you came on the show. You're awesome, Figs. Thank you. You too. The Empathy with Figs podcast and Who Are You in Love interview series are not to be confused with individual or couple psychotherapy. In this podcast, I provide coaching and content for informational and entertainment purposes only. Listening or watching this podcast cannot replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a mental health care provider. If you are experiencing a medical or psychiatric emergency, please call 911 or reach out to your medical doctor.